Hello, all you beautiful people. Welcome to The Last Word, W-E-R-D, with Gino. Uh, I don't know how true to the name this podcast is being, but honestly, who gives a shit, right? You just know that this is Gino's podcast, and if you want to listen in, I'm glad to have you, man. Glad to be talking at you, with you, towards you, and I'm glad to have you listening, man, just like I just said. Um, It's Monday, about to be Tuesday. We're about two minutes from Tuesday. It's 11.58 p.m. on Monday night. I uh, went to Accidental Chaos today for the first time in like a month and a half. Basically for the first time since, shit, I got COVID in fucking July, dude. Dude, it's been a rough day full of fucking shitty news, man. Uh, I mean, if you know him, and you probably do, if, you listen, if you're listening to me, you probably know him. Chris Vialta unfortunately passed. That's fucking terrible. He was super fucking young. Uh, I think he was 24 from a stroke, apparently. I don't know. I always want to know all the details uh there's just so much to learn when you ask questions i feel like if i had a superpower um it'd be paying attention you know because i feel like i do get a lot more out of most experiences than other people do because i'm just so curious you know and with chris i'm just like dude like the guy wasn't even chubby he definitely wasn't too skinny he just seemed like a good guy in good humor in good health um I heard something about someone saying, like, maybe he had an autoimmune disorder that maybe would make something like that worse. I just want to know how a dude in his early to mid-20s has a fucking stroke, like, in the first place. Uh, Let alone a fucking um, immortal one, uh, you know, a fucking... God, it's just fucking awful. I didn't know him well, but it's... I don't... Like... It's just, it's, it fucking leaves you speech. There's nothing, words, you, you can tell what I'm getting at. There, there are no words. There are no words. God, I mean, at the start of the year, you know, I lost, lost a friend uh, to COVID, Ness, uh, Ness Ocampo. Uh, she was, that one fucked, I can't even, this, I mean, she was, and she, and the fucked up thing is, I got, I mean, I didn't get close to her. We got closer to her. Right before that happened, we were shooting sketches, and she was always so helpful. Like her and Michael Hubner would just show up. It really, f- God, it's it's been rough, dude. I wonder if Chris had maybe the Johnson vax and he got a blood clot. I really want to know. I want to know what happened. I've had one friend a little while, like a while ago, also in her uh, <clears throat> early mid twenties, have a stroke. She turned out all right. She's fine. But I blamed it on because she used to run half marathons and she used to drink a lot, like every night almost. And I thought maybe, because I remember I drank with her a couple times and just like, um, I drink a lot of water when I drink alcohol because I don't want to get a fucking hangover. And uh, I remember like trying to get her to drink water and she's like, I don't want your fucking water, you know. And I blamed it on that. Like, okay, well, maybe she's not drinking enough water for how much she's, you know, asking of her system and also, you know, drinking between the drinking and running. Uh, I don't know enough about Chris to make any such inferences. Uh, it's just sad. It's horrible. I think one of the things that fucks with people even more, because uh, everyone says he was a great guy, I really don't know. Like I definitely didn't have any problems with him. I booked him for one of my shows, which lets you know he's a killer. I mean, my shows, uh, the shows that we do monthly at Santa Ana, by the way, we have one on Wednesday, this Wednesday. Um, I, I won't book anyone who's not a killer. Uh, I only did that once and I regretted it. I, w- I wanted it to be the bros show and then 
So I booked a whole bunch of like my friends just because I wanted them to, I thought, well, even if I, they're all funny, but they're not like murderer fucking, you know, fucking kill a room, you know, type of people. But I thought, you know, the chemistry they would have together would make up for that. And then one of them didn't show up and it fucking broke up the whole thing anyway. But he was a fucking killer. He had uh joke writing wise, uh presence, stage presence wise, he had what it takes, you know, he's a smart guy, write good jokes. He had that sense of humor, that cynical, dark sense of humor that uh really could make a really great comic, you know, and he started early enough that, you know, he could have really got maybe by the time he was 30 he could be on TV and fucking be doing something, you know. But not anymore, man. Uh, so I, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be spending the first five minutes of the podcast this way, but it's it's kind of right now prescient on everybody's mind. Um, I guess maybe by the time I air this, you know, maybe not as much, but that it, it is for me right now, and and that's, uh, that's what was on my mind. So I'll leave that as well. That I'll leave that as it is. Uh, there's a GoFundMe, I think, to pay for his funeral expenses. I believe. Um, and uh, I think, like, a bunch of people have it on their pages. I know L.A. Comedy Cartel had it. I know, uh, God, I think Daniel Flores had it on his page, too. So uh, if you want to donate, go ahead and donate. Um, it's up to about 9000 Uh So, I mean, they're doing pretty well. But, you know, if you want to donate, go ahead and donate. I don't know what they're going to do for the services uh, as of yet. But anyway, so R.I.P., man. He's... He had what it takes. Uh, I don't know. Just uh, enjoy every moment, I guess, is all you could say. Okay, I'm, I'm going to get off of that because it makes me sad. And I'm sure, you know, listening to six minutes of that make you sad too. Uh, anyway, what I was saying was, yeah, it's been a, it's been a rough day. Kind of all around. It's been a roller coaster for me. Uh, I went to, I started off the day like doing a second interview at a bar. And I really want uh, like a real bar job. Uh, I've been doing it long enough. I have what it takes. I can turn and burn, you know. I think I've mentioned this before. And uh, they like me. I can tell they like me. But it's this whole thing of like, uh, I am I mean, I'm not going to fucking like, I don't want to be bartending for the rest of my life or even honestly two years from now. I want to be doing comedy. It's what I want to be doing. And the job I have right now is getting in that way. So I need to work less and make more money. So I'm not trying to go work five days a week somewhere that has me there till two in the morning. I'm trying to make more money and work less hours and so I really let them know that. I don't know. I, I hope I hope they hire me anyway. It looked like they were kind of leaning towards me. I guess I'll find out when they do or don't call me. But So that's how my day started. I woke up and did that. I woke up, did my morning yoga, did that. And uh, the thing is, the, pl- the place is beautiful. It's on the beachfront. It's one of those Cabo Cantinas. So I fucking took advantage and I did my daily workout out there. Just I finished my interview, went and changed into shorts and ran on the beach, dude. It's fucking gorgeous, dude. It's a wonderful way to begin a day. Just I woke up, had my coffee, did my yoga, fucking went, had like a good interview. I hope they choose me. I can tell they like me. If they don't choose me, it's really a scheduling conflict. <clears throat> it would make more sense for me to get a job like that in la because that's where i want to be and that way i won't be fucking driving everywhere all the time i drive so fucking much right now even just for mics and this place isn't really close by i'd be driving out of the way a different direction but it'd be good money and hopefully give me extra time but anyway went for that beach run it was fucking awesome came home 
Got to make a little love to the wifey. That's not terrible. Take a nap. I'm not taking those these days. I could really use a little rest. I'm just really fucking always moving right now. Always moving and not hanging out with my friends, my comics, man, my people. Uh, it's part of the only reason why I even keep doing why I even keep doing a Tuesday mic in Fullerton. It's the only time I get to actually spend some time with people because I'm just doing these slotted mics, and they're great. They're great for practice, and it's definitely great for working my muscles. But I mean, you gotta stay involved with your community. Part of me is saying like, kind of, or do you? You know, I see some people out there like actually successful that I never see at the mics. And I'm like, am I chasing after the wrong shit? Cause I'm good socially. Like I, I'm good. You know, I'm an easygoing guy. Uh, been most of my life pretty good at like making friends, ma- uh, keeping relationships is really, I think the, mo- the more important way to think about it, you know? But I mean, I just really, I really want to be touring. I really want to be out there. I want to be doing clubs. And I have enough solid bits to where uh, there's no reason why I shouldn't be doing that. Uh, it's not an easy thing, though, man. You got to do your own research. Nobody really knows how it's done. Even the people who have done it are like, you know, this is what worked for me. They've been really helpful. They've been really uh, ingenu- uh, ingenuous with me. And just, you know, here's the tools that I use. You know, good luck. I hope you can come across. The whole thing is to come across as yourself. You know, I believe so. Anyway. So that, so I I went to LA. I guess is what I'm saying. I went to LA. I did a couple slotteds. Uh, it was all right. My first set I did well. My second set I kind of bombed because I was really just trying to do these jokes and it, the energy in the room was I, I should have been riffing instead. But anyway, so that's what it is. And I went to Accidental Chaos for the first time in a month and a half, for the first time since I got COVID in July, and I just really felt like a stranger. You know, I just, I just didn't feel. I didn't feel like I knew anybody anymore, just barely, you know? I went up, I got a hug out of Mike Silver. He's a super affectionate guy, you know? I fucking tried to greet Adam Smith, and he's just kind of like trying to get things going. For, they seemed to be like they were running on time, which is a good thing, but it's also not something I'm used to. But I guess they've been doing it long enough to where they're like, I don't want to be here until five every single day. So if we see that there's a lot of signups, let's get this fucking thing rolling. Tonight they're doing Goon Squad. Monday nights do Goon Squad. I don't know exactly who runs Goon Squad, but I know who I'm going to run into at Goon Squad. And it's a good group. It's a fun group of people. And uh, it's a much more lively audience. So it's cool, man. It's a cool thing to go to when you get the chance. So I went and I said hi to a few people. And I I found that I didn't even get to say hi to everybody because I feel like part of it is like, yeah, they haven't seen me in a while. And it's just kind of like it's been a month and a half and the connection is kind of not as present as it was you know so i I don't know i I just left there feeling kind of shitty i don't want to hang out there i really don't want to stay out late i guess is the thing and so the other part of that is i didn't stay late enough to see some of the other people that come usually like after midnight or so and i really enjoy those people those are my fucking weirdos those are the people i love and uh i don't know how i'm gonna get to see them man i'm really missing the friend aspect of comedy right now i guess is what i'm saying um and I hope that a better job can help fix that. But I guess I'm saying I miss you guys, dude. If you're out, if you're listening, dude, just know that I fucking just know that I think about you all the fucking time. I, I that's one of the just super important things to me about comedy 
And I didn't, ex- no, I, don't th- I don't know if anybody expects it when they get into comedy. You think, you know, I'm a funny person. People tell me I'm funny. People have told me, like, someone once told me I was funny, that I should be a comedian. And I decided to go after that. And I, okay, I, I don't know that I'm bragging or, but I just feel this, like, people have told me constantly that I should be a writer and a comedian, like, my whole fucking life. And so by the time I did it, it was like, why the fuck weren't you doing this already, you know? So I didn't expect to find a community when I got there. I just felt like it was a calling, you know? For some people, it's like, let's try it out. For me, it was like, I should have been doing this already. For me, it's been a calling, you know? Writing, being funny, doing comedy in any and every regard. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'll do it. My stories, even before I was a stand-up comic, because I've written books. I don't know if you guys know that about me. Even besides Redfish, Bluefish, I Fish, You Fish, and Dusharella, which are the ones that we, me and Ray wrote together the last couple of years. I've written books, and there's always a whole bunch of funny shit in there. And I know it's funny because I workshopped it for like classes and shit, and it fucking murdered. It's just been such a por- an important cornerstone <clears throat> of my life, just being funny, being funny, being entertaining, making life, because life is tough, dude, I think is a big part of it. And it's up to us to do what we can for each other to make it, make it bearable, make it enjoyable, man. I mean, we have at our disposal tools that other species don't have, you know? Other species can be entertained, and I think a lot of them don't even know that until they find humans. I don't know if you've ever seen... If you ever see a dog having a sense of humor... It's fucking great, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I, well, like, we used to have a dog named Tyler, and uh, it just liked fucking with us. You could just see, like, it had a, he had a sense of humor. He just liked fucking with us. He would just kind of, like, see if we noticed shit and kind of react to it. Anyway, I guess it's hard to explain. <clears throat> but, yeah, the social aspect of it, the community aspect of it, that's something you don't see coming, and, but you get it really fast. And once you make a few friends, you're just like, dude, comedy, where have you been all my life, man? Like, and now I'm doing comedy without that. And it's tough, dude. Because there's nothing in Orange County. There's Tuesdays in Orange County. There's my mic, Matt Cole's mic, and group therapy. And they're all in Fullerton. I'm really fortunate for that. And then all there is besides that is the rec room. And I work both those days. So it's hard to get down there. I get off earlier, excuse me, I just burped, excuse me, I get off earlier on those days, that's Thursdays and Sundays, so last night was one of those days, all right, and uh, fucking the homie comes down and visits me at work, and I'm going to put that in air quotes, visits me at work, this one dude, a friend of mine, he's, I love him, he's dumb, I love him to death, He's dumb as shit. I love him. And I know he listens to this podcast. I just want you to know I love you and you're dumb as shit. Okay, both of those things are true. Okay, you're a great person and you're just, you're fucking dumb. Okay, adorably dumb, but that doesn't help it when you do dumb shit. He's been coming to my work always 10 minutes before I close or always while I'm closing and still just like, can I have a drink? And I'm like, dude, I know you're hanging out, but I'm working. 
and the longer you hang out, the longer I have to work and can't go to sleep. By the end of the day, I put comes at the end of my work day, I'm fucking done, dude. I've just put in a full day. Like, honestly, have some fucking empathy. Anyway, so last night, this dumbass couple comes by, they ask for one drink, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess I can use five extra bucks or whatever, right? So I serve him a quick drink, and then homie comes through at that moment, and he's like, can I have a drink too? I'm like, fuck, dude. And then if, as if it's not bad enough, because now it looks like I'm busy. There's ambiance. There's people talking. It's just three people, this dumbass couple and my dumbass friend. And after I stop talking to them, I'm trying to like turn them off and like not be cool to them. Now he's talking to them. So now they're having fun. And it's been an hour, this last drink that everyone was going to have. It's been a fucking hour and I'm still at fucking work. So infuriated. And I was planning to go to the rec room, Mike, and I couldn't. I was planning to work out. I was planning to go to the rec room, Mike. And I couldn't do either of those things because motherfucker needed one more drink. And it's never one more drink. It's always 45 more minutes of my time that I can't get back. Plus the cleanup time. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be angry at y'all. At all you beautiful, sexy motherfuckers. It's been 17 minutes. And that means I'm going to be heading into my end of podcast rant i hope you have fun listening to me you guys i hope you have fun i hope i'm not too monotone for you i try try to make it more conversational try not to drag my words i know i have a tendency i have these tendencies to just like not inflect not show emotion in my voice or physically um but believe me it's all there man it's all there and like i said i miss you all i hope you have fun listening to me I know I'm just ranting. I haven't really talked about anything super important. Um, (laughs) But I mean, who talks about anything really important on a podcast? Except for Joe Rogan and everyone decides to kind of hate him a couple times a year just for the fuck of it. Because he's, I think it's just because he's a successful dude. I hope to be successful enough one day for people to hate me at random, but not successful enough for everyone to just fucking cancel the way I make money forever. But, um... I don't know. <laughs> I know I I usually like to weigh in on things way, way after it's not even a thing anymore. I guess I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about this Vax thing because it, ha- it has a lot to do with just the way we perceive everything. And before I step into this, I'm going to take a big swag from my big brown jug because I am parched. And I'm about to go on a little rant. So that's a warning. If you want to tune out, go ahead and tune out. But I think I have some thoughtful and nuanced things to say about this. Here goes my drink. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Again, before I, before I begin, I'll say, uh, you know, if you ever want to be on this podcast, just let me know. I usually do it on Mondays late at night. Just come to my corner of town. We can sit down somewhere uh, and, uh, you know, and have, have a little chat, dude. Have some fun. I don't know if you can hear the sprinklers in the background, uh, but it's sprinkler time. That's how you know it's like midnight in my apartment complex. Anyway, so the vaccine, dude. I'm Okay. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any stretch of the imagination. I understand there used to be polio, and now you don't see it. I understand that there used to be measles, and now you don't see it. I understand that shit. I also understand this. Uh, 
people get the flu whether or not they get a flu shot. Sometimes the flu shot gives them the flu. So both of those things are true. Okay? So I don't know where on the spectrum the COVID vaccine lies. I know that people still get it. They say that it's not as bad. It could be a coincidence because for a lot of people, COVID wasn't as bad in the first place. Um, I caught it last month. It was awful. It was fucking awful. Oh, and out of the bad news we've been hearing, I mean, another comic died that I don't know that seemed to be dear to a lot of people, but also Joe Beltran, uh, one of our uh, colleagues from Riverside or the Riverside area, the Inland Empire in any case, uh, he, he put out a message today. He has COVID. It's really bad. And he's worried. He's literally worried he might be on his deathbed. So, um, yeah, I think I might release this tomorrow because this is a really prescient, I feel like, podcast. Where I'm just talking about these people and these things that are happening. I tried to send him some advice, some medical type advice, instead of just best wishes and shit. Uh, stuff that the respiratory therapists have told me. Uh, stuff that helped, you know, because uh, I grew up in asthmatic, and so there are some things. I know that the asthma is a different kind of asthma, but some things help, you know, and specifically for COVID. One of those things is lay down on your chest. Lay down on your chest. You got COVID, you're having trouble breathing, lay down on your chest. It's a big deal. It's a bigger deal than it sounds like. Uh, I stumbled on it, then a respiratory therapist told me, and then another respiratory therapist told me it's a big deal. Lay down on your chest. It makes all the difference in your in the world. Uh, one of the worst things about having COVID was I couldn't sleep like a regular person. I had to fucking sleep in these weird positions. And one of those was on my chest. It sucked because my head doesn't like that and my neck gets sore. But I mean, it's either have a sore neck or don't breathe. So lay down on your chest. Um, the vaccine, uh, it's like I said with Chris Vialta, I'm like, I wonder if he had the Johnson vaccine because it's supposed to cause blood clots and a blood, a blood clot is a likely thing that would contribute to a heart attack or stroke. I don't know. I don't know if he had any vaccine, let alone the Johnson vaccine. So I'm not going to make any assumptions, but it has been said to cause blood, blood clots. That's one side effect. Um, it's also been said about the vaccines, <clears throat> and I've corroborated this through a few people, some of them in the medical profession, that, uh, that if you have had COVID, that the vaccine is more likely to give you uh, side effects. Side, and side effects means make you feel sick like you have COVID. And for some people, uh, those side effects don't really go away. COVID is the one of the fucked up things about COVID is that the symptoms tend to linger. I still taste this weird fucking taste in the air sometimes, generally when I'm exerting myself. Um, excuse me. My bronchies still feel weird sometimes. It's been about a month and a half. It's been, you know, we're getting, yeah, it's been about a month and a half since the first time I felt symptoms. So, I mean, so that's like seven weeks you know, and you still feel something, there's no other, there's no other thing that you could say is a passing cold flu type of thing where you feel sick and it's well into the next month, you know? So, uh, I've heard other people say that, you know, okay, like, uh, one guy he said, I talked to, and he said he had COVID in November. He got the vaccine in March and he's still coughing. Now he said he smokes, but that should not, it shouldn't be a contributing factor. So he's still coughing. He said he coughed up blood. Um, if you look at him, he seems in good health, but I don't think anybody's in good health who's coughed up blood. And uh, I, this was two weeks ago he told me this. So he got the vaccine in March. 
So I hope you understand what I'm saying. There's a lot of people picking sides. They're anti-COVID vaccine. They're pro-COVID vaccine. You're an idiot if you think this way. You're a fucking idiot if you think that way. There are some valid concerns on both sides of it. And number one, it's not a vaccine. It's not a vaccine if you can still catch it and you can still transmit it. It's not a vaccine. Okay, so I wish we could stop calling it a vaccine for that reason, because it's not. Because you can still catch it and you can still transmit it. We're still not sure if people are just catching it and not getting symptoms because of the quote-unquote vaccine or uh, like they might still be transmitting it or if it just takes the edge off of when you do get it. I don't know because now they're talking about getting boosters every six months and um, I hate to bring up Joe Rogan but he did bring up like papers written in 2015 before there was COVID about vaccines that do not kill the germ that tend to accelerate the uh, evolution process of it, which might be why it seems like this second wave is much worse than the last one, why Joe Beltran feels like he might not make it through this. It's fucking scary. It's fucking scary when you're going through it because it's not like any other kind of asthma. It actually hurts to breathe. It's not like it's just hard to breathe, which is already scary, very scary, but it actually hurts. You know, it's fucking scary. And so to, for someone to tell you that the vaccine might make you feel this way again, it freaks me out. And I'm not in a hurry to get it. I, for one thing, just want to wait at least for my body to recover from you know, me having it last month before I even think about getting a vaccine. And honestly, I want to see what, if any, side effects you know, are happening to people also. We haven't even gone far enough. I mean, my, my first qualm with it is just that they came up with it so fast. And I'm not worried about being microchipped or anything, or anything like that. Just that they came up with it so fast. And that freaked me out. And the numbers were already dropping. <clears throat> I really kind of felt like they could have just uh, workshopped this in small, willing communities. You know, they could have done it just in L.A. L.A. is a perfect place to workshop it. But it also seems to me that L.A. spike really coincided with the time when everybody was getting the vaccine. And I'm kind of wondering if everybody who got the vaccine got sick for a couple of days from the, from the vaccine and then spread it to everybody because they felt like there's no way they could carry it because the two things just seemed to coincide is all. It was really like, you know, everything had been open and uh, people were already getting around and then all of a sudden everyone gets the vaccine. And anyway... I'm not saying that's a fact, but I'm pretty sure Ray caught it from someone who had a vaccine because no one else got sick. That's one thing. That's just picking sides is, is all I'm saying. Like these things need to be talked about and we need people don't ask questions because there's plenty of anytime I hear about someone getting COVID, I have so many questions. I just want to know how it's affecting them, where they think they might have got it, who they were around, you know, Um you know, is this the first time they have it? Have they had it before that they know of? It could just be that the second time you have it is worse than the first time you have it. Um, I asked doctors, you know, how do they know when it's the Delta strain? And uh, they've told me that they don't test for the Delta strain. I don't know how anybody knows that there is a Delta strain. So these are all things to really consider. I mean, we we gotta be more inquisitive, man. This is our survival at stake here, not just as individuals, but also as a society. We don't want to shut down again. That was fucking horrible. And it also didn't seem to really help anything because we're back, you know, we're back dealing with this shit. 
<clears throat> I guess the other side of this whole side taking is um, the fucking Taliban taking over Kabul. I mean, really, that goes back to George W. Bush. If anyone wants to blame uh, Joe Biden, and I will say this off the top. My favorite thing about Joe Biden, my favorite number one thing about Joe Biden is I almost never hear Joe Biden talk. Because presidents, by the time they become president, are usually so old and detached from everything, they honestly don't have anything intelligent to say about anything. Like, Barack Obama, I feel like, is an exception. He was a guy who could, you know, sound intelligent, even if you don't think he was making a good decision. He at least said enough words in between shit that you're like, well, it sounds like he gave us some thought, you know? But, like, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, George W. Bush, oh, my God. Like, you just... You're just glad when they're not talking, you know? And I, I think that's why I hated George W. Bush and Donald Trump so much is because they talked all the fucking time. And I was always reminded about how dumb they were. And I'm just like, can you keep that to yourself? Just hide your stupid. I know you're not making all the decisions. Just hide your stupid. And Joe Biden hides his stupid, 100% for sure. But uh, getting that out of the way, I mean, that really goes back to George W. Bush. He's the one who... You know, he felt like he needed to do something. He invaded Afghanistan, and then we stayed in there even long after the target had been eliminated. Uh, Obama had him had whatever Osama bin Laden assassinated, and uh, excuse me. And so now, so on 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 right wing uh, media, you know, they're talking about how stupid Biden is for for withdrawing with which is like what we're we gonna stay there for fucking ever. It's a colony at that point. You know, we're just occupying it. Not uh, who, who can say that you're helping anybody? Also, <clears throat> I've talked to enough soldiers to know what really happens when a place is occupied. And it's not great stuff, man. You, you see them handing out, you know, food and, and books or whatever, and I'm sure that shit happens. But it's like I say, I feel like I get more out of every situation because I'm curious. I talk to people about things. <clears throat> And I ask them questions. And I know that, I mean, soldiers, whenever they're anywhere, are just going to be raping people. It's just, that's how it happens. And whether or not it's out of boredom, weakness, or maybe because it's part of a psychological war strategy, and it is. It is. If you read any books about war, you'll see that it is part of a psychological war strategy. But I mean, it's also probably part of habit. This is, this is what uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine told me. She got married to this Marine who later became a Merc. And she said they were stationed in Japan. So there's no operations going on in Japan. They're doing, they do maneuvers or whatever. I guess they practice. And uh, he said that uh, her husband's friend would fuck a hooker and her husband would hide in a closet and they would beat the fuck out of the hooker. Now... I, of course, think that it was, you know, I'm like, why don't you think that your husband, she said she doesn't care as long as her husband's not fucking the hooker. And the thing is, she was a sex worker, too. So I'm like, what if that happened to you? She's like, well, it's not happening to me. And as long as my husband's not fucking a hooker, I don't care. I'm like, dude, your husband's a fucking monster, dude. She's like, yeah, but he's not a monster to me. He treats me great. I'm like, okay. And I know that's not an isolated incident. I know enough from reading like war books from people who have actually been to war, not fictional writers, you know. It's what they do. And I'm sure that was going on in Afghanistan. So now, so on the right side of the media, they're like, Biden's an idiot for pulling out, which is, you know, I mean, what are you, yeah, again, you're just going to stay there forever. On the left side of the media, they're like, 
oh, all these people are in danger because the Taliban's coming in. I'm like, are you going to tell me they were perfectly safe around American soldiers who can't, for the larger part, understand them, who are constantly carrying guns, uh, who, I mean, if they wouldn't be there if there wasn't someone to shoot at. So are getting caught in the crossfire, are constantly having to profess their loyalty to one side and or the other, you know, and get caught in the middle of these skirmishes between the u.s and and native people you know it's it's complicated and it's messy and war is hell read any book that actually depicts war it's fuck it it just seems like the most chaotic you're always got to be telling someone you're on their side and if the other person finds out you said that to them then you know fate worse than death waits for you and so both sides are trying to get you to pick a side and really it's none of our business. We don't know. We don't know. We don't 100% really know why we, why the U.S. decided to go in there. We don't 100% know why the U.S. stayed. We definitely don't know what they were doing while they were there because there were large amounts of time when we just kind of forget. <clears throat> and, we on, and we really don't know what, why the decision was made to just pull out. So it's not, As civilians, it's... I hate to say this, it's none of our business. You know, we have problems facing us that we need to solve here at home. So I take neither side, which is, I guess, what I say usually about things. Um, you guys, if you've made it this far, I want to thank you for listening to me. I'm just over the half hour mark. I wouldn't want to make you listen any longer because I wouldn't want to listen any longer than that to you. Uh, I love you all. My baby sucker fishes. Just so you know, suckerfish is something I've called people for a long time, and it's a term, term of endearment. I'm never making fun of you when I say that. So you all are my baby suckerfishes, my babies. Uh, I hope that you feel the same way about me. It's always fun talking to you. Let me see if I can think of something really quickly that's on, on a much lighter note just to end on. I'm, I'm going to look through Instagram and hope to not find something about... Oh, God, there he is. Okay. Um, so I've been made fun of. Uh, because I like buff chicks. This comes from when I was a kid, I used to read comic books, man. And who were the hottest chicks? Oh my God. They were like fucking superheroes. They all had six packs and these incredible quads and amazing titties. And now fit chicks are getting fake tits. And that's like my fucking dream girl. There's this girl I follow, Sarah Holden Fit. And to me, she has like this perfect body because she's not too big, but she's very buff, but she got abs. Oh God. Love those abs, man. Those washboard fucking abs on a girl. You're shitting me. And fucking... <laughs> and fucking uh, homegirl Steve-On is just like, oh yeah, because you like girls that look like men. Hey, man. Hey, fuck you, all right? That's... Uh, <laughs> I think that's a little off. I don't like girls that look like men. That's way different. And I'm not looking after those bodybuilder chicks. I'm looking at fit, fitness. I think this comes from when I was a kid. I think I've, I've always been kind of an evolutionary nerd even before I knew really 100% what it was, but I was trying to, I didn't want to think of myself as a shallow person and I'm like, why don't I like fat women? That's really what I was asking myself. Or why don't I find them attractive is the thing. Like I can't imagine myself fucking a fat girl. I have, by the way, I fucked an obese girl. It was kind of an accident. That's a story for another day. It was an, well, she kind of tricked me. Okay, she gave me a whole bunch of Grey Goose vodka and then her pussy felt, smelled like poop. Anyway. That's what happens with big girls. They're kind of vag and butt sort of like sweat into the same spot and then everything sort of smells. It's one big benevolent smell. Um, (laughs) 
So anyway, what I was saying, <laughs> I was trying to figure out why I don't like them. And uh, really what I, can't, what I arrived at was uh, health because I like thick girls. I just don't like fat, disproportionately fat girls, like thick girls, even a little bit of chub, you know. I'm looking for that health because I also don't like really skinny girls. That's kind of also gawky and fucking kind of weird to look at, weird to touch too, like all those bones and shit. I like like a firm body, you know. And uh, I think it's health. I think, like, we're looking for cues of health, evolutionarily speaking. And I came up with that when I was fucking 12. That's how much I used to think about shit. That's how much I used to think about shit so much that the first time I ever did acid, everyone was, like, tripping on the way their mind works. And they didn't know their mind could work this way. And I was just like, dude, I think this way every day. And, like, dude, that must be torture. I'm all, it, it a little bit is. But it also allows me to see how ridiculous things are. And in that... I don't necessarily find solace, but I find humor. And so I guess that makes it all right. And that's why we're comics, because we notice that shit. Hey, you guys, I love all of you. I hope you have a great night, great day, whatever it is you're having. Um, Again, if you ever want to be a guest, just let me know. Come meet me on a Monday night, man. We'll have some coffee. We'll have a beer. We'll have tea. We'll have something. We'll have fun is what we'll have. I'm looking for the Anchor app right now so I can stop the recording. It's been 37 or so minutes. Um, it is now 12.35 on Tuesday morning, Gino time. Um, we have a show this Wednesday. Hopefully you hear this podcast before then. You might not. Hopefully the show is, will be, and was awesome. Uh, it's going to be the last one, or will have been the last one uh, that we have at that location. I don't think, it's not a great location. I had high hopes for the location, but it just doesn't get much foot traffic and there's really not much going on there. And uh, now that things are open, people have other shit to do. And also on that particular night, there's really uh, a lot uh, for open mic comics. So, so the comics aren't going to come down and support to encourage the normies to be there. So, so we're just not going to be doing it there anymore. The city also said they're going to pull the plug on their funding. So they're not going to be reimbursing us. So this one's going to be paid for out of pocket for us. Um, but there will be future shows. I'm talking to some venues. Uh, they're really excited. They also want to fucking fork over some dough for it. So I'm, ex- I'm excited about that too. I'm also excited about the format that we, uh, cause I'm always looking for a better way to do a show, a more exciting way to do a show. And I hope you guys are always too, man. I mean, there's only so many ways you can do comedy, but there are so many ways you can do comedy. So I'm sure we're all aware of that. Uh, again, have a great day, great night, whatever it is you're having glad to be sharing this time with you glad to be having you listen to me glad to be talking at you with you towards you you all have a fantastic evening all you beautiful fucking people and have a good night